This is an ABC podcast. Oh la la, the bedroom. Mmm, you sleep in here. Sometimes you keep a chair in here and cover it with your washing. Washing that eventually falls off the chair into the dog bed. That's right, there's a dog bed in here. If waking up in your bedroom makes you shut down on the inside or if sticking your head into your kids' room makes you want to cry, you're in good company. Lots of people feel overwhelmed by the stuff in their bedrooms. So, how do you make the place where you sleep and get weird with your partner or yourself your favourite place to be? I'm Claire Hooper. This is The Pineapple Project and this season we're getting tidy because life is messy. I'm in the car with Lisanne Oliver. She's a professional organiser and when it comes to sorting people's space, she takes no prisoners into her really well-appointed and inviting prison. I've been doing this work since 2002. I go into people's space, I do lots of hands-on decision-making with them and I give them a sense of relief where they've got control over their stuff rather than their stuff having control over them. Today, we're on our way to see Karen and Gary's place. They have two sets of twins. Both parents work full-time. Oh, I wonder why organising their bedroom is at the bottom of the list. Are you ready, Lisanne? Hell yeah. (laughs) Two sets of twins, though. Oh, my God, my vagina hurts. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm Claire. Hello, lovely way to meet you. This is Lizanne. Hi, my name's Karen. My name's Gary. Hi, my name's Meg. Hi, my name's Billy. Hi, my name's Lawson. Hi, my name's Mitchell. We uh, like to think we're organised, but I think if we look a little bit deeper, we're not so organised. We probably need help in looking underneath. So I'm pretty good at making it look surface organised, but underneath not so organised. I can never find anything. Things are often falling out of cupboards on us. So I think the more than the surface organisations, what we need help with. It's mentally exhausted us for lots of different reasons. What we live in is challenging, difficult. Yeah. We feel, yeah, quite undoable, but I'm hoping with some help we're a bit more, bit more in control instead of feeling so overwhelmed all the time. Karen and Gary walk us to their bedroom, <laughs> not in a creepy way. And at first glance, things appear pretty under control. The centre point of the room is the king bed, which is made and covered in large decorative cushions. There are bedside tables, a dresser, and you can see the floor. There doesn't seem to be too much stuff in here. Organiser Lasanne agrees at, at first. And I love the amount of light. There's windows on three walls. It's just a beautiful space. I love the colour on the walls. Very welcoming. And really, there's only a few little piles of bits and bobs around the place. Some paperwork, some kids' art. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. But am I right if we dig a bit deeper? It might be a bit nasty underneath. Mm-hmm. Do these cupboard doors not close? Or have you just... This one doesn't close. Mm-hmm. We've had it fixed twice and it just breaks again. Oh, my goodness. Walking into the bedroom, you actually walk through a corridor of wardrobes and one of them's wide open because the door's kind of hanging off and broken. It feels like it's a gauntlet. You know, like you you don't even instantly see the bed. The first thing you see is like two walls of 
open wardrobes. That's a bit confronting, isn't it? Yeah. And probably not that relaxing to walk into at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a very stuffed full wardrobe. Mixes of this sports shoes and all sorts of shoes and the shoes are tumbling out a little bit. Oh yes, secret clutter. You know, when you have guests coming over, so you shove everything into a cupboard, but then you don't go back to organise those things. And then years pass and you don't really remember what you're storing in the secret spaces. That's exactly what's happening in this bedroom. There's no workable system for organisation in place. Instead, the floor-to-ceiling built-in wardrobes have become ground zero for rogue stuff. It's not just clothes or shoes in these wardrobes. Think piles of CDs crammed in the top shelf, a Christmas snowman lying down on the back floor and various surprise goodies like an old maternity belt sneakily poking out from a pile of old shirts. So, yeah, we don't have a lot of other storage in the house, so, you know, we've got... A snowman. snowman. (laughs) And quite a lot of Christmas lights, you know, the camp bed for the sleepovers. All get thrown in our wardrobe. What's in that plastic bag in the corner? Uh, Christmas decorations, Christmas tree. Definitely a festive feel in this wardrobe. There's also handbags and CDs in um, a microwave. Is that a microwave? I do see a microwave. Maybe it's a snacking house. Yeah, late night snacks. Karen, does it work? It does work. So this is a great example of clutter. Clutter is deferred decisions. We tend to put them off and we think we'll do it later, but the object still hangs around. Well, it seems very easy when you put it like that. But making decisions is exhausting. So what, what are you saying? This deferred decision, this microwave, it's a functioning microwave. Are they meant to pop it in the bin? No. Definitely not. We want to avoid that. We want to try and be kind to the environment. But it's not something that's being used. It's not adding value. So this is actually what I call the low-hanging fruit. This is a really easy one that can be donated straight away. But then they do that and the next day their microwave breaks? Would you? Yes, Karen. <laughs> that's that exactly <laughs> my thing. <laughs> like, what if the other microwave breaks? Because I don't know what that history was. I can't even remember where it came from. It's been going quite a long time now. But I could give that away and the next day I need it. So I kind of just hold on to it. But wouldn't you need the space more? Wouldn't it be lovelier to have the space here for stuff that's actually used and turning over and of value and contributing to your life and the relaxation in the bedroom? You're so correct there, Lizanne, but, you know. (laughs) Where do we start? Lizanne, what would you tell a client when you're looking at this wardrobe? Sure. Well, first I just want to say well done on having good quality coat hangers because that makes the job of hanging up more pleasurable and it looks good. You get visual clarity. You get that lovely repetition. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take each item and assess its value. And one way that you can do that is look at Is it in rotation? Would I put it in a suitcase when I'm going Mm travelling? Does it hit the washing pile? And we're only going to put back what you're actually using and needing. Okay. Because you know you can live out of a suitcase, right? I do love when we go on holidays because I do makes you realise that, yeah, we can, like, we, we fit in a caravan once a year. I'm like, if we can do this in this little space, why can't we do it better at home? But It's incredibly liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Less stuff, less washing, left to manage, easy to see. You're not double buying. And if it doesn't bother you, then don't worry about it. Like, not everyone wants to have an organised space and they're quite functional 
regardless. But if you're if it's costing you time or money, like if you're not able to find things and you're having to replace them, that's costing you money, or you're running late for work in the morning because you can't find matching shoes, then I think it's a good point to do something about it. Yep. Let's go. I'm stepping back. <laughs> so we're going to make a pile that goes to charity. We're going to make a pile for anything that might need mending or hand washing or anything like that, anything that's snuck in. We may have some rubbish. There may be some clothes that perhaps aren't in good shape. Yeah. And then what comes back is what is actually functional and wonderful. Yes. So you wear a uniform to work, am I right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're all current and the right size? Uh, Yes. So keep for all of those. Can I I get you to put that on a hanger for me, please? Just another tip too, always make sure you've only got one thing on the hanger. Just visually, it's a lot easier. Oh, look, we've all been there. You run out of hangers, so you just kind of jam something extra on top and then you completely forget about what's underneath. This, here we go. This is a classic. (laughs) What does the dust on the shoulders tell me? It tells me it's not being worn. So this can go, yeah? Okay. We work through the entire wardrobe using this technique. Keep donate, mend or chuck. And if you don't know what clothes to keep, ask yourself this one simple question. Well, do I actually wear this? Keeper? Um, yeah. Oh, convince me. Come on, what was that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it looks very nice on. So Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this oh will my be God. the interesting one, yeah. The black pant collection. <laughs> count them, count them. We need to do this on the bed, I think. But one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pairs. There'll be a lot of, they don't fit, I don't think, but I'm really hoping they do one day. Yeah, come on, that's a thing though, isn't it? Because some people do do have variable, like seasonal, weight variations. This is true. You've got to keep the range of sizes. Look, you can keep a range of sizes, but I think keep a limit on that and be realistic. I did hang on to my skinny clothes for... Four years, I think. <laughs> it took five years, maybe. It took me a long time to get rid of them. But I finally accepted that, you know, they weren't they weren't helping my self-esteem having them hanging around. They didn't make me feel good. They made me just feel like I had a new size body. So I let them go. And now I have what fits. Oh, my God, there's a pair of undies oh. in this pair of pants. <laughs> Hooray, it's the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> We discovered undies. Okay, Okay, let's talk about your shoes. I think your shoes are in pretty good shape. I can see you've got the storage, which is good. That's helpful. Does it work for you? Well, it's not big enough. Okay. What's in this drawer here? Am I allowed to look in this? You are. That's a whole... You know those clothes you go, I'll wear that in the garden? Oh, no. That's what I call dag wear. (laughs) Yeah. No. What do we? Where do we wear in the garden? What you wear under your dressing gown? No, you just wear. We just need one set of dag wear. You, oh. don't, you don't need four or five drawers of dag wear. There might be some other things. There might be, you know, I think there's a snow hat in there. I haven't been to the snow for about twenty two. Okay, years. so potentially, if this is revised, your one set of dag wear could live elsewhere, and we will regain all this space for more shoe storage. What do you think about that? That's a yeah. That's attractive. Yeah, I think that's very doable. Mm. That's a win. Okay. Can I just ask about the CDs? Yeah. Have you ripped these? Are these digitised yep. anywhere? Well, you're touching on another one of my defaults. I'm not very good with computers. I think I did it all once and now I don't know where any of them are. So I need to somehow work out how to do that again because I've got no idea. So this is a typical example of a project that's incomplete. Um, 
So I think you just need to set aside a little bit of time to make the assessment about which CDs actually still matter mm -hmm. because if it's been some time since you've looked at them, this is a great opportunity to check in again. Okay. just realised, though, I've got a streaming service that I can get any song I want at any time. Bingo, baby. So we this... actually don't even need to do that. Yeah, do you could just donate all of these to charity. Okay. Yay. Oh, some good stuff here. Oh, Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> I reckon you should put that on while you're sorting the rest of your clothes. <laughs> Time to leave the parents' bedroom and go down the hallway to Meg and Billy's room. We're just going to focus on the younger twins' room today. We don't have time, or to be honest, the emotional fortitude to deal with a teenager's room today. Now, what do those 11-year-old twins have in store for us? Well, if we open the door, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty obvious. It's quite um, crowded. We've got a lot of things. Yeah, all right, tell us, whose room is it? Um, mine and Billy's. All right, Meg, and um, who's cleaner out of you and Billy? Me. <laughs> Maybe you could clear the bikes out and move into the shed, then you could have a neat and tidy space. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty good. Maybe Meg's tidier but has more things. Yeah, do you know what, looking around, I was like, well... Yes, Sylvanian families, those little birds, there's a little jewellery box, there's some like miniatures, there's a little camera, there's pictures on the walls, there's a shelf by your bed, there's toys on your bed. The kids' room isn't totally revolting, but Lisanne says there are a few collections of things that set her alarm bells off. So I think you're getting a lot of stuff right. Perhaps what is potentially frustrating is there's a bit too much volume. Would I be correct in assuming that? You would rather just yeah. skinny it up a bit? So I feel like they've tidied up a little bit in here, even though I said do not tidy up. Yeah, I think they might have too. So often the floor is completely I covered. I usually like this on a Saturday morning when I do my When bench. I have cracked it and said, right, we're tidying but everything up. But sometimes I do good. it by myself. So... Okay, so there's like, you know, a yoga mat under that chair over there that Meg's decided she's doing yoga. There's a looping t a car thing that Billy won't let me throw out, even though I'm not sure it actually works. Um, we've got some pictures under that chair too that Meg needs to put on the wall, but there's actually no room on the wall because she's stuck a whole lot of other things up there. And I, I know what you say about collections, but when I look in that cupboard, I see some peg dolls that my mum had in the 80s. Somehow they're one of Meg's collections and... She gave them to me. I know, but, yeah, so I feel like she has, like, 27 collections. You've raised um, the point about collections and volume and where does that stop. So it's a great idea, like you've done here with that gorgeous little shelf. That's the boundary and that's the limit for how many she can have. Memorabilia can be the same way. Can I just point out Meg has three clocks next to her bed? Well, one, one of them, one one of them doesn't work, but um, one of them um, I got from my friend, which is in London, and one of them yeah, I just use, but it's one hour slow, so I haven't fixed that yet. Okay, so so the broken one is from a special friend who lives in London. No. Oh. The question here is, do you have a bin in your bedroom? No. Why not? 
because you've got rubbish in here. Every room of the house has got to have a bin and hopefully a recycle bin. Why did you take it away? Because it was constantly overflowing. That was just another source of mess in the room. So I said you have to take it to the big bin because it was just this pink plastic bin with rubbish overflowing. I feel like if I did it again, then I would remember. Remember to empty it? Yeah. (laughs) Same here, Meg. I'm always promising to empty the bin. We'll hear more from these guys later. But first, I still have so many questions. Hang on. I wonder if I rub that old coffee pot, if home organisation genie Peter Walsh will jump out of it again. I summon thee, declutter genie. I summon thee. Oh, my God, is this how we're starting? Oh, hi, Peter. Yes, it is how we're starting. Okay. So, as we just heard... Gary and Karen's main problem is having too many kids. No, hang on, sorry, clarify, is having too much stuff which comes with having kids. A lot of children, yep, Yep. always does. Yep. What kind of philosophy does one employ when decluttering the bedroom, Peter? Can I back it up a little bit? Look, I think the bedroom, the master bedroom, is the single most important room in the house. Like, Don't look so surprised. If the master bedroom isn't a haven and a sanctuary and a retreat and a getaway, where are you then most intimate, most relaxed, most vulnerable with the person you love the most? And this thing of kids' toys in the bedroom, books in the bedroom, computers in the bedroom is total BS. Like completely that if you don't have a parent's retreat in your home, if you don't have that special place in your bedroom... Where do you have it? And to top it off, nobody wants to make love in a pigsty, so friends, get it tidied up. So my single biggest tip is that space is parent space. Kids are not allowed in that room because they can go anywhere else in the house except your retreat. End of story. Hallelujah, (laughs) sister. I think my husband feels like I can get to know him better if I'm also being intimate with his laptop charger and his dirty running shorts and the book he's currently reading. I feel like he likes to share those things with me too. Get your husband on the phone right now. Seriously, I I want to talk to him. Oh, I would if he weren't. (laughs) Somewhere. Well, currently looking after my children for me. But look, here's the deal. You know when you go on holiday, you open the door to, uh, you know, your hotel the, the Airbnb, whatever it is, you open the door and that space is clean and tidy, light, open, airy, and you do that, <sighs> I'm on holidays. That's the feeling you have to create in your master bedroom. And if you don't create it, who's going to? So if your love life is up the creek, if you don't feel like doing the dirty with your, with your partner... If you don't feel like retreating there with the person that you love, you know what, friends? Today's the day you need to step up and do something about it. And all those children, uh uh-uh, somewhere else. I see all the time that parents let their bedrooms go to hell. And um, it's the most important room in the house. It really is. And it doesn't take much. And, uh, you know, people say, you know, I love my kids. They've got to be in the bedroom with us. It's just not true. Kids do not come first. When kids come first, it's a real problem you and your partner come first, kids come second. And I get into trouble all the time for saying that, kids come second. You and your partner come first because if your relationship isn't solid, if your love life isn't awesome, if you don't love being with the person who you live with, then, you know, it's time to pack up and move out. 
Sorry, that's simple. You look stunned. Are you okay over there? No, I'm just having some re- revelations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do I do today in my bedroom? Look, here's a simple tip for the bedroom, and it has to do with your closet. Go into the closet, turn every single thing that's on a coat hanger back to front. For the next six months, every time you wear an article of clothing, hang it up the correct way. At the end of six months, whatever is hanging back to front chances are, my friend, you're never going to wear that. Consider letting it go to charity. Okay. Do I have the sound effect of angels singing? I think so. (laughs) Okay. What do I give someone as a gift if I don't want to clutter up their life? This is an easy one. Give them an experience, especially kids. Like provide an experience, a trip to the zoo, turn up at their home with a box that has every single thing in it you need to make some kind of biscuits or cookies, you know, including the flour, the eggs, the cookie cutters, everything to decorate those things. Go to a movie, a play, expand someone's horizons by giving them an experience instead of a thing and make that then a tradition. And I promise people will remember that far more than one more, you know, plastic toy or book that nobody really wants to read anyway. I'm sending my five-year-old flowers for her birthday. Did you know that? Isn't that great? That's what? Are you serious? Serious. That's She's a... going to be amazed that's... when it's her birthday and someone knocks on the door and gives her flowers. See, that's... Look how excited you are. That's, I am. That's awesome. And she's going to lose her mind. And they'll be out of the house in a week. <laughs> the kid. <laughs> Back in your coffee pot, Peter Welsh. I'm getting ideas. So... What have we learned? One, get everything that's not supposed to be in your bedroom and take it out. No one wants to sleep next to a fridge. Two, try the hanger method. That way you'll see what you're really wearing and the rest, that can go to someone who'll actually use it. And three, in kids' rooms, the rule is each collection of treasures gets a dedicated space and there's no spreading further or claiming extra territory. Okay, it's been a few weeks. How do you reckon Karen and Gary got on? We got Karen to report back in. I loved it. It was lots of fun. It was very confronting, though, to show people that you didn't know all the things that you hide away. So we did get rid of the old microwave. We moved it to the kitchen because we realised it was better than the one in the kitchen and turfed the old one because it was a bit broken. Since Lizanne and the Tidy team have been over, my husband and I have emptied out our wardrobes and got most of it back in place. Makes us feel that we've actually accomplished something and getting something done towards what we want. We've got a lot more space in the wardrobes, which just makes it easier to find things. So just feel a little bit more in control. We have also put, one of her suggestions was to put a bin in the children's room. So I've done that. Not sure how that's gonna go, but we'll see. Another thing she made me realise is maybe part of the children's mess is okay. Like, I I don't need to be on top of that all the time. And they value some things that maybe I don't and to focus on that as well. I don't know that they're going to change any of their behaviours, but we can uh, only hope. Praise the Lord, the microwave is gone. I'm Claire Hooper and this is The Pineapple Project. Together, we're getting tidy because life is messy. That's right, 
We're doing this together. So what's lurking in your wardrobes that you're finally ready to confront? Call me and leave a message on 1300 641 222 or record a voice memo on your phone and email it to pineapple at abc.net.au. No judgement. No shame. At the end of the day, we're all odd socks at the bottom of this damp laundry pile. I release you. Also, I need to go home now and deal with the two-foot-high pile of my children's drawings on my bedside table. (laughs) Next on The Pineapple Project. Are you really living in your living room or are you just getting by? I just feel totally surrounded, covered, smothered, and it actually does stress me out. It really stresses me out. Fall back in love with that communal space as we tackle the living room. Don't give it power over you. Take the power away from it. I would expect within four or five years that they will be at Pussy's Boat. That's the next episode on The Pineapple Project. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or hear it now in the ABC Listen app. This is a production of ABC Audio Studios. 